Well, it's all here. Praise God. Four pages. This is going to take forever. Relax. It's So I have a story for you. I always have a story, don't I? This is not exactly a humorous story, so... A beautiful young girl in the village was pregnant. Her angry parents demanded to know who was the father. At first, resistant to confess, the anxious and embarrassed young girl finally pointed to Brother John, the simple monk whom everyone previously revered for living such a pure life. When the outraged parents confronted Brother John with their daughter's accusation, he simply said, Is that so? When the child was born, the parents brought it to Brother Don, John, who, was, who now was viewed as a pariah by the whole village. They demanded that he take care of the child, since it was his responsibility. Is that so? Brother John said calmly as he accepted the child. For many months, he took very good care of the child until the daughter could do, do until the daughter could no longer withstand the lie she had told. They demanded he take care of the child since it was his responsibility. Is that so? I read that twice. For many months he took very good care of the child until the daughter could no longer withstand the lie she had told. She confessed that the real father was a young man in the village whom she had tried to protect. The parents immediately went to Brother John to see if he would return the baby. With profuse apology, they explained what had happened. Is that so? Brother John said as he handed them the, the child. Is that so? When I was a youngster, uh, pretty young, living in our neighborhood in Austin, there were, uh, we lived on Bonnie Road down by the lake. And anyway, there was houses uh, all along both sides of the road, and there was a house across from us where uh, a friend of mine, maybe a friend of mine, uh, named Bobby, his name was Bobby Pinkston. I would love to know where he is today. I, I've, I've never tried to find him. It's been so long, long ago, and they moved away. But the story is, for somehow we got into this uh, shouting match across the street, Bobby Pinkston and me. And... Uh, it, it, it went on more than one, just one day. We would, I don't know what our issue was, but we were shouting insults at each other. And Bobby said this cliche, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I thought about that back then. And said, oh, okay, yeah. 
But that's not right, is it? That is not right. Yeah, sticks and stones will break your bones, no question. But words can hurt a lot. A lot. Jesus said, I just read, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions. These are not just words that Jesus is speaking of, I don't think. At least I don't take it that way in this day and age. I think Jesus often speaks of the dark side of our heart. We all have that. Every one of us do. Some call it the shadow side. We all have a shadow side. But from our heart, too, can come words of peace and compassion, loving kindness and sympathetic joy. All those things come from our heart. And our words can convey them, those things. You know the Native American story attributed to Native Americans about the old chief that was going to teach his uh, uh, grandson the... Uh, the story of in his heart there there are two dogs a black dog and a white dog it's hard to use that black white image uh, in this time but I hope nobody misunderstands it in any way but the black dog and the white dog are always fighting each other he tells his grandson and he said grandson says well, Grandfather, which one wins? He says, the one that I feed. The one that I feed. You know, in, uh, in the Buddhist uh, philosophy, there, there's the, the Eightfold Path. Some of you may know of that. But what, part of it is uh, about the right things to be and to do. And one of them is right speech. One should have, one should um, develop right speech, proper speech. It's a matter of practice. Does any speech separate us or bring us together? When we speak, does it separate us or bring us together? Harmful and ad hominem attacks and in debates and political discussions and talkovers and all kinds of things today are the common practice. But the gospel begins today. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. True listening, you see, in my mind anyway, is to be willing to be changed. That doesn't mean to be willing to agree with what you heard, but be willing to be changed, just in case what you heard might be true. Let my mind be, let my mind be on what I am hearing before I speak. Before I decide what, I, what, what, what will I say, Think. 
to truly listen is willing to be changed. Here's another aphorism. The pen is mightier than the sword. I think that's true. At least I get the point. I get the point. Whether it's true or not, I get the point. Who said that? That's attributed to somebody. Probably Benjamin Franklin, it sounds like something he would say. But the point is, I think in this day and age, the, the, the vehicle of the words matter. Speech, yes. What is written in the books, yes. But today, far, far more, isn't it? Of course, we have our newspapers we've had for a long time, but now what have we got? We've got the internet, we've got podcasts, we've got 24-hour news cycles, we've got all of that stuff. And out of that, so many things come from our hearts. Some things good, some things not so much. In Luke, Jesus says, the good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of evil treasures produces evil, for it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks, Jesus says. Does anybody know what I mean when I say the sacred pause? Well, let me tell you then. <laughs> Do you ever think about, think about something for just a moment before you speak? If that were your practice, whenever you're speaking, even perhaps in casual conversation, before you speak, have you listened to what you heard? And have you just paused for a moment before you spoke, you might find it keeps you out of a lot of trouble if you do that. I just think. Maybe even a greater pause, for instance. Let's say you wrote this long uh, uh, email, or you, you typed out this long text on your phone. I hate typing that text on my phone. It's crazy making. But maybe if you just had a little pause, like maybe a few seconds or maybe a minute or two or maybe a few hours or maybe the next morning before you push the send button. Maybe you would be glad. Maybe you wouldn't send it at all. And if you, if you heard something and you, you had this urge to just speak over the, over the person speaking before they ever finished with what it is you wanted to say, maybe if you just waited. Maybe you wouldn't say anything. A pause before you click the send button. I think that's something to remember. So there's, there's a, an Eastern concept of karma. We, we, it's not like just in the East. We talk about karma all the time. You know, things, things go around, come again. How does it go? What goes around comes around. That's the way it goes. But it's true. In some Christian thought, there, there, and Eastern thought too, 
because the Eastern thought is about reincarnation, and we think about going to heaven. And, and so we could imagine that what we say and do in our lifetime goes around and comes around. In, in the Eastern thought, you might have a little bit better luck with the reincarnation thing, you know. In our thought, maybe we'd have a little better luck. Uh, maybe it would be a little cooler where we went than hotter. Somebody was talking to me about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't re relate very much to the idea of reincarnation. And my ideas about heaven and hell are a little bit different than most people, I think, probably, because I think we go to heaven and hell multiple times in our lifetime. Anybody been to heaven? I have. I have. Yeah, I have. Anybody been to hell? I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah, right. So, Jesus says in Luke, the good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of evil treasure produces evil. For it is out of the abundance, the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. It is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. You know, the idea of karma is a, or going to heaven or hell, whatever, is about the absolute connectedness of me and you and all of the creatures of creation. The absolute connectedness with the creation itself. We're, we're all one. We're all one in Christ, Paul would say. But we're all one in the creation. You and you and you and you and you are all the same. We're made of the same stuff. A miracle of little particles came together and made you and me. They got it right better sometimes than others. I mean, I don't know, but... So, if you believe that, then everything we say or do or even think makes a difference. Makes a difference in the cosmos, in everything. It makes a difference in creation. And sometimes the, the tiniest little difference you can possibly imagine would come out of. That's what's going to come out of this sermon, probably, the very tiny thing. I don't know. It'll make a difference. It might be good. It might not. But for some people who speak, it can make a huge amount of difference. A huge amount of difference. It can start a war. What goes around comes around. I love that Joseph story. I'm so glad we get to read it uh, this year of the three-year cycle of the lectionary readings. Uh, and and whoever read it, read it so well. Um, it's a perfect example of what goes around, comes around, isn't it? When you think about the whole story, I mean, what happens to Joseph? His, his uh, 
uh, brothers uh, uh, conspire to, to kill him out of greed, I guess. And uh, finally, they, in a moment of intelligence, they decided not to kill him, so they just throw him in a pit. So they did that, and somebody comes along and uh, pulls him up out of the pit and sells him to slavery to the Egyptians. Pretty bad deal. But his brothers return to Egypt. They come to Egypt hoping to get some relief from the drought. And what do they find? Joseph on the right hand of the Pharaoh with tremendous power. <laughs> Oops. And, if, and as, you, as you read it, it got a little tense for a while between them. It got a little tense. But in the end, of, in the end, of course, Joseph, weeping on the shoulder of his brother uh, with forgiveness and kindness and love. What goes around comes around. You just don't know what effect our words and thoughts might have. I think this congregation, we're kind of talking about it around the table in the, in the contemplative group that we met between services. This congregation makes a difference, a really big difference. It's an example. It's, it changes the cosmos. Maybe it just changes this town. I don't know. But the whole community will continue to have for years, has had for 50 years or more, and will continue to have a positive, positive effect on this whole community. Who, who knows how far? You know, you drop the drop the rock in the middle of the pond and the circles go out and out and out and out. Who knows how far that will go? Who knows how far the circle in the pond that is this community, your presence will spread. And I just want to say to you, my beloved ones, you've had a, had a, a most wonderful effect on me for which I will always be grateful and never forget. Thank you so much. Amen. Now, speaking of words, let's stand now and remember the